Welcome to our Oasis podcast. I am your mental skills coach, Sarita Kitel. I start this podcast to create a community around life's most painful moments and provide practical tools to help navigate them. With expert advice, inspiring stories, and practical tips, we empower you to be the best version of yourself and embrace the present moment. Join me and my community in breathing, grounding, and learning from amazing guests and each other. Let's do this together with intention and compassion. And remember, while I am a mental health professional, this podcast is not a substitute for real therapy, but it's a good place to start and is simply a space to learn and grow together. Let's face life's challenges with courage and compassion. Living by our Oasis podcast slogan, be loud, be proud, be kind, and be brave. This is a reminder to live our lives with intention and purpose, to speak up, honor our unique strengths, extend compassion to ourselves and others, and face our fears. If you enjoyed this episode, and would like to show some support, please tag me on the social media at Or Oasis Podcast. I would love to personally thank you and share in your journey with our community. Thank you for being a part of Or Oasis Podcast. Let's get started on this mindful adventure together. Hi, thank you so much for being here today. We are going to talk about how to battle the morning Monday blues. So grab your cup of tea, coffee, grab a spot, and have a seat. Let's have a chat. Let's talk today about what self-care is and what self-care really means. Self-care has this buzzword lately, in recent years, to be honest, but there are many misconceptions surrounding um, self-care. It can actually prevent people from taking care of themselves, believe it or not. I was one of those people. In this episode, we'll be exploring some of these myths and sharing practical strategies for uh, practicing self-care. So, Grab that cup of coffee, grab that tea, and let's have a seat and chat about it. First, let's define what self-care is. Self-care can start by taking care of your basic needs. Also, self-care is becoming aware of your needs versus your wants. And in this one, we talk about your physical needs, your emotional needs, and your spiritual needs. Of course, we're going to talk about mental needs. The first myth that I want to tackle is that self-care is selfish. Many people believe that taking time for themselves is selfish or self-centered. Being a Latina, self-care can be taken out of context as something selfish, something that is wasteful, especially requires money. Or so we think that it needs to be required money. So let me ask you this. How it is selfish to, for example, take that sip of coffee that you have right now or just grab a deep breath in that fresh grass 
outside of your job or in the bus stop or in the parking lot. Or just taking a really sweet look at the clouds. So do me a favor. If you are in the sky and it's clear and you can be outside and look at it, take a look at the clouds for two seconds. Look at them. They just unbother, go back and forth. You think they're not moving, but they are moving if you pay attention to them. Try to find a form, a shape. Guess what? That is taking care of yourself by paying attention to something outside of you, in particularly nature. That was not selfish. That was taking care of you in a moment, just to focus your mind in something else. Then we have myth number two, that self-care is expensive. Another common myth is that self-care is super expensive. I was one of those people. Uh, back in the day when I was in college working two full-time jobs in order to uh, survive, uh, welcome to California. I, we, I, we, as Californians, we work, 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 work. Uh, and self-care... With my friends, it was like, oh, let's do a pedicure, a manicure, or a massage, um, or go to happy hour. Also, remember, depending on the age that you are, your self-care will be very different. It will look different. For example, in my 20s, was way different than my 30s versus now my 40s. In my 20s, just going skating, uh, walking in the beach, well, that still comes no matter what the age. But what I'm trying to say is be patient with yourself in discovering your self-care um, staples, meaning the one that you always go to, um, because in every stage of your life, they will change because your life changed with. So let's tackle the expensive one. So when I went to uh, with my friends to get my, hand, uh, my nails done, uh, I don't like doing that. I particularly don't have the patience to sit down for like two, three hours and doing that. Don't get me wrong. It's great. It feels nice, but it's not for me. But I went because all my friends will say, oh, it's self-care, it's self-care. We're in finals. We have to write a dissertation, blah, 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 blah. Insert here any stressful situation that your friends think you can buy with a manicure or pedicure. The more expensive and bling bling that you put on it, the better. <laughs> so we went and it was... I don't know, I think it was 40 to $60 to do that. And I was in my head so stressed because I was thinking, okay, 40 to 60 hours, that means I have to work six hours more of overtime in order to afford this and not uh, take a hit on my rent or in my grocery list. So that is not self-care. It was giving me more stress than helping me to not be stressed. So the best way that we then uh, change it, I will have a um, nail party. So everybody will bring nail polishes or press-on or stickers, and we will exchange and do the manicure, pedicure ourselves, and we will have so much fun uh, talking, and we will have food, and we will have some drinks. I insert here appropriate drinks depending on your age. And it was such a more relaxing, fun time. And half of the time, we never even get to do everybody's nails or nails at all. We enjoy more time with each other. So self-care doesn't have to be expensive. Another way to not have expensive self-care, it will be just walking in the grass, in the beach, um, in your local park, going to the free museum days. Believe it or not, art, music, and nature 
are free things that you can do that are self-care for all of it, for your mind, for your body, and for your spirit. Now let's talk about myth number three. Self-care means indulging in unhealthy behaviors. Some people think that self-care is all about indulging in unhealthy behaviors such as drinking, junk food, um, and recreational, insert here, whatever. Um, It is not. While it's important to allow yourself to indulge occasionally in like birthday parties or Halloween or Christmas, Mardi Gras and all those, again, depends on your age. Uh, that is not self-care. That's socialization. That is consumerism. Yes, it's fun in the moment, but it creates repercussions and it's not something that can be replicated anywhere, anytime. Self-care is something that you can replicate anywhere, anytime. Yes, do we have more fancy? Yes, we do. But, for example, let me use that cup of coffee or tea or water that you have or juice that you have right now. That one is hardly any inexpensive and we take it for granted because we do it every day. To tell you, back in the day, a cup of coffee for me, it was my indulging because I could not even afford a cup of coffee from 7-Eleven. Now I become an expert in doing cappuccinos, lattes, and espressos. And my self-care was to make sure that I knew how to do it with a machine, without a machine, and literally by hand. So if you ever need any tips about it, I'm your girl. But returning to that, is self-care doesn't have to indulge in negative behaviors. It doesn't have to indulge, for example, in expending exuberant amount of money shopping. Anything that gives you the high and then it leaves your wallet empty, that's not self-care. Because remember, it has to hit the three things. Your body, your mind, and your spirit. If the three of them are not smiling and dancing together, that is not self-care. Myth number four. Self-care only uh, is only for people who had a lot of free time and money. <laughs> so think about anything and everything that you see in the social media. Entrepreneurs wake up at five in the morning, do one hour of journaling, do two hours of yoga, sauna, they journal, then they have um, juices, and etc., etc., etc. You get the idea. Um, meanwhile, that is very realistic to do. Believe it or not, I'm not a, for any means, um, an entrepreneur like that, but I do wake up early, walk outside and take a fresh walk and do a little bit of yoga. I do do some journaling or note taking or sometimes coloring because that's my thing. And I talk to myself too. (laughs) Uh, and that is my way of self-care in the morning. And doesn't have necessary be very expensive or very um, out there. It can be something so simple that, that it's just the fact that you can do it again anywhere, anytime with no money involved. Remember, self-care can be practiced in a small, very amounts of time every day, such as thinking a few minutes, meditate, and do a yoga practice once a week, or simply setting aside quiet time for yourself. That is self-care. 
pausing and becoming aware of your of yourself and everything that is around you. Myth number four, I think. <laughs> what is self-care now that we're debunking some of the common myths of self-care? Let's talk about what self-care really, really means. At least in the core of self-care is about taking care of your physical, emotional, and mental health. I know I have it repeated over and over during the episode. There are many different types of self-care indulging. Physical self-care, which involves um, taking care of your body through exercise, healthy eating, and getting enough rest and sleep. And believe me, I hear you. If you're a mother, if you're a student, or if you're just trying to... uh, put your business out there, you guys are not sleeping much. And I refer to quality versus quantity of sleep. Uh, Do you know how much quantity sleep are you getting? And it's not true that everybody needs eight hours of sleep. Some people need six, some people need five, some people need 12. It's um, tweaking and kind of self-discover how much do you need and at what times do you need to sleep in order to have the better sleep. For example, in my case, I'm very nocturnal. So if you wake me up, I don't know, before 5 or 6 in the morning, I'm not a happy camper the rest of the day. But if you wake me up at 6 in the morning, I'm good. And I have to go to bed like around midnight. And I have very good solid 5 to 6 hours of sleep. I'm very refreshed and very good. Um, My partner, on the other hand, (laughs) he needs at least seven to eight hours of sleep, otherwise doesn't function. Granted, he works a lot, so um, meaning workout uh, physically, so uh, he needs more hours to regroup uh, his body together, right? Emotional self-care, which involves taking care of your emotional well-being through activities such as journaling, Going to therapy, I highly recommend anybody to go to therapy, not because you're in crisis, Therapy is kind of like a journal that sometimes talks back to you or a journal that gives you an unbiased uh, shake (laughs) about reality. And you don't have to be in a crisis to get the full benefits of therapy. I highly, highly recommend going to therapy. In fact, every single professional that is a therapist, a social worker, or a counselor, all of them, they go to therapy Part of it because it's mandated and the other part is because we do love going to therapy because it has so many benefits for our self-care. Now, social self-care, which is involving building meaningful and healthy relationships with others. This one is a little hard because sometimes when we are growing in our um, self-discover experience, it's really hard to let go of toxic people, including family and that is where the social self-care comes. How can you take care of yourself when you're taking care of like five, seven members of your family? And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying abandon your family duties. I'm not saying don't help your family. What I'm saying is when the help is only one-sided, it's not helpful for anybody. Uh, so it's very important to do an inventory of the people that is around you, the ones that bring you joy, the ones that bring energy to your life versus the ones that suck it out like vampires. 
Um, then we have a spiritual self-care, which involves exploring your values and beliefs and finding ways to connect with the higher powers of purpose. This can be done to your community um, of religion, or it's also um, you have your co- your life coaches, you have your mental skills coaches, you also have therapists that will help you to have the spiritual self-care and uh, emotional self-care. Self-care tips and strategies. So how can you practice self-care in your everyday life? You say, well, duh, you have given us little nuggets, but in reality, you're not telling us how to do it in the daily life of a busy, 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 busy person. So here are some tips and strategies of how to practice self-care in your everyday life. Set aside time for yourself every day, even if it's just a few minutes to meditate or read a book. For example, Once upon a time, I used to take public transportation. So during um, the waiting time between buses and trolley and train, I will read or I will put a meditation. And it was Monday through Friday. Never fell. And now that I have other different means of transportation, what I do is before I even take the car anywhere, I will put the AC get this cold or warm um, wave inside of the car, put an awesome um, song. Uh, my late jam is like, you know, you're worth it and just blasted. Uh, and it's three minutes just for me that uh, if you're outside of my car, by the way, don't judge me. <laughs> you will see me like just having a dance party inside of my car at 5.30 in the morning or 6 and that is just taking care of my time for setting up for my spiritual health, right? So when I come to work, I'm always grinning to smile to smile. And no matter what happens that day, I also do it before leaving work, before I take uh, the freeway or anything. Um, that way I'm more mindful and more kind when I'm driving. Practice self-compassion and forgiveness to yourself when you don't practice self-care perfectly. So not every day you can do um, the jamming or the dancing in the car or um, the nice drink of coffee or tea. It's okay. We try again tomorrow. Remember, the only for sure fact that we have is that we have these 24 hours. So let's focus in these 24 hours. If they're already passed, we focus in tomorrow. Practice self-compassion and forgive yourself. So that one is harder to do than said. But start with little things like every night before going to bed, I brush in my teeth and my teeth and I say, I forgive myself for burning the uh, souffle today. I forgive myself for stepping poop. <laughs> I forgive myself today because I completely forgot so-and-so's birthday. Little things, not major life-changing things. Little things. Once we learn how to forgive ourselves in the sense how we permit ourselves to not be on top of everything, we can learn how to forgive bigger things in our lives that sometimes that has been displaced on us. Also, build self-care routine that works for you. Don't try to copy the gurus. Don't even try to copy the one that I'm suggesting. Do one that works for you. Uh, don't be afraid of experiment with new activities until you find the one that works. For example, the dancing in the car, it took me a lot of try and error to know that that's the one that works for me. doesn't work for everybody, but it works for me. 
So remember, always ask each other, what do you do for self-care? Maybe what the other person is doing, it will work for you. For example, my new project is keeping plants alive. That takes a lot of mindfulness, presence, and a little bit of time to keep them alive. Uh, I don't have a green thumb, but I have one of my friends that does their best self-care. And I have learned to keep my succulents alive. Everything else not so much. But hey, I keep my dog alive and <laughs> I brush him every day. And that's also my self-care, right? And my mindfulness um, action. I connect with my puppy and it gives me a lot of endorphins. Pets are great for self-care when you can have them once upon a time because I know you were going to say, but I cannot have pets. I couldn't have pets at all. Not even a hamster. So what I will do is I will go to the um, doggy parks or like pet stores or human societies and volunteer and I will get all the cuddles and all the love uh, and I will give all the love and cuddles that I needed and also help me to build out my resume or volunteer work so there is always ways that you can do that without spending money and also spending a lot of quality time for yourself so in conclusion that's all I have for you today. It's just little nuggets. In season two, we will go more in deep in all these episodes that we have done. Um, we hope you find this discussion of the myths of self-care and what self-care really means helpful. And remember, self-care is not selfish, it's not expensive, and it's not indulging. It's essential aspects of taking care of your physical, emotional, and mental health. If you cannot think of anything, go back to basics. Sleep, eat, and rest. And water. Hydrate a lot. Water is always a good one. That one has been the last one for me of self-care. I have been trying different flavors of water um, and experimenting, which now I know I love um, watermelon with a little bit of chili in line. <laughs> it tastes delicious, uh, but it's just water. Thank you, my friends. That was all for today. And just a friendly reminder of what our podcast stands for. Our slogan is a reminder to live our lives with intention and purpose. To be loud means speak out and share your truth. To be proud means to honor our unique strengths and qualities. To be kind means to extend that compassion and understanding to ourselves and others. And be brave means to face your fears and take action towards your dreams. We hope this slogan inspires you to live authentically and with courage. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love if you uh, could tag me on your social media platforms and I will be more than honored to personally thank you for your support and share in your journey. Thank you for being part of our Oasis podcast community. We look forward to connecting with you and let's get started this journey together. <laughs>